Welcome to the People Leaders Podcast, the audio resource for managers and business leaders creating high-performing teams. Join leadership and team development experts Jan and Michelle Turkelson each week as they explore both subjects from every angle. Through practical tips, valuable insights, and compelling interviews with leadership experts around the world, you'll learn how to bring out the best in your staff and how to give your best as a leader. Hi, Michelle. Hello, Jan. Today, we're going to talk about something that's on everybody's lips at the moment, which is diversity. But in particular, we are going to talk about cognitive diversity. So, Jan, if we had to give a definition of cognitive diversity, what would that be? Um, I would say it's the differences in perspectives or information processing styles. So the way in which we take in information and then make a decision on that information. Yeah. So who needs to know about this? Everyone. (laughs) And why? So like if you are a manager, one of the key um, performance indicators I think for every manager is, you know, what sort of diversity exists within your team and within your organisation. So, and are we hiring for diversity? And so the go-to areas for diversity people and the uh, measurements are age, gender, race, all, yeah, race. So they're pretty obvious things. So However, what the research, more research is showing that the way that we take in information, gather information, make decisions about it, our cognitive perspective, that is having a huge impact on how teams perform and how creative they are, how innovative they're allowed to be. And so cognitive diversity, pretty important. That's right. That's why it is important because perspectives are ways of representing situations and problems and determine how we actually organise this knowledge. Because we are knowledge workers, we, we have to ensure the way in which we're processing this information is in a way that's going to give us the best outcomes and biggest benefits. So why don't managers know it already or, or do it? Because sometimes when you have um, variety, it can challenge the way in which you manage because if you're dealing with people who have a different perspective with you, for some people it can cause concern because there's conflict in the way in which we come to a decision or the information that we know, like and trust. So there is a little bit of a challenge for managers who are managing diverse teams. However, the benefits are just so far outweigh that. Yeah, so what will life be like after they have implemented some of these ideas and tips we're going to give managers today? They are just going to be more effective. They're going to be more innovative, as what you've mentioned. And also it allows, I think, better problem solving. Yeah, yeah. Because you get a variety of perspectives. So if you can be brave enough as a manager to incorporate diversity, which is just variety Mm. of different approaches to looking at a situation gathering the information, uh, you're going to have a better result basically. Mm. It may take a little bit more time, Mm. but, you know, the the results are definitely going to be worth it. Mm. So let's have a look at the the way that we do process information. So we're saying, okay, so how do we even look at how people process information differently? What is that? Yeah. What does it look like? So I suppose the distinction is, first of all, it's how we take in information and the information that we know, like, and trust. And then the second part is, based on that, how do we make a decision? How do we evaluate so we can then move forward into action? So let's have a look at the type of information 
that we know, like, and trust, how we take it in. And the beauty here is that we actually can simplify it a little bit. So you can take in information in one or two ways. And one way is based on Myers-Briggs, the senses. Mm. So what are the things that I'm using to gather information via my senses? What am I seeing? What am I touching? Tasting, smelling, hearing. (laughs) And so for, for this experience, it's all around facts, It's about experiencing the present moment. They're very practical in the information that they know, like, and trust and they take in. And they're very observant. So they're either reviewing a situation based on past experience or they're observing what is in the present moment now. That's right. So it's all about facts and the details and, you know, the concrete examples. So you'll hear them saying, so give me a concrete example of that. Or or, or when we did this in the past. So you'll hear phrases like that. And I suppose, what is their catchphrase? Would you say, Jen, people with a preference? Just the facts, please. Just the facts. That's right. Uh, So that's one way of gathering information. The other way of gathering information is looking for patterns. And it's almost like a theoretical bias as opposed to a practical bias with with the sensing types. So these types, it is all about future possibilities. And the description that we give it in the Myers-Briggs is intuition. Mm. So how am I gathering information? I'm gathering information through seeing patterns and symbols and, and I like to generate ideas. So it's more of that broad brush approach as opposed to the sensing, which was that step-by-step sequential approach to gathering information. Mm. And they base their, I suppose, you know, the way the information that they like, they base it on hunches and very uh, clear on their their happy places future possibilities and change so they're always looking at the ways in which this information can be used differently and they like to gather information from diff in different ways as well so I want to give people an experience of the sensing intuition so I want you to just hold your right hand in front of you Mm -hmm. And have a look at it. So really have a look at the lines in the hands and the creases and um, the the wrinkles perhaps. And then I want you to turn your gaze to what's beyond the hand. So what's in the background. And then change your perspective to the hand again. So you can't do both things no, at once. You have to right. do one or the other. And yes. this is what's happening when we're taking in information. We either have a preference for that concrete factual information or for that intuitive big picture perspective. However, to be an effective manager of information and also teams, we need to be able to do both one and then the other. You can't do both at the same time. So what does that mean when we're managing people and managing teams? So exactly. So what we want to move into, so okay, I understand that there are two ways of gathering information. Now, how do I accommodate that within my team? So for example, so if you've got a team meeting, people with a preference for gathering information via facts and details and sequence, what you might do is give them a detailed gender and you might give them um, some data to look at prior to the meeting, for example. People with a preference for the other type of gathering information, it just may be a couple of statements. It may be this is what we want it to look like, you know, yeah, or, or, a, or a discussion theme. That, yeah. So this is a theme we're going to discuss 
the the difference between the sensing and the intuitive as well is you know there are four senses to every one intuit so most of the population are senses and that's why there's always you know the the seven signs of aging and the 10 most popular things so it's all about facts and numbers so if you wanted to influence someone or influence teams or influence stakeholders i would always have facts i would always have some really relevant data or case studies studies or testimonials because this is one way of influencing people with sensing and the so if you want to balance that out it would be give space for people to generate their ideas and you know just go off the charts in terms of future possibilities yeah give them a a really good reason why Why? yeah Yeah, there's a change so for people with this preference for s you can practice the opposite or as a manager you can incorporate this by having a look at possibility so futurizing because that isn't something that a sensor would normally do Mm. so think about possibility so what how could this process or what I'm discussing now impact someone in six months, 12 months, even five years' time? So that's one way of actually uh, futurizing. And the other thing is when we talk about organisations now, everyone is going through so much change. Now, people with a preference for N, they are future-oriented and, you know, consider the change junkies. So it might be worth having a discussion in the team about, so what are you excited about, you know, given this change? Because the S's aren't going to be too enamored about the the change they're going to see you know why do we need there could be statements like why do we need to change or you actually haven't laid out a detailed plan mm. so by hearing both sides they could definitely learn from one another mm. so sensors would want to know what does that mean from a day-to-day uh, experience for me this change Mm-hmm. And so for people with intuition, how can they actually flex their style or as a manager, how can you accommodate them? And that is just listen to facts, yeah. be a little bit more cognizant in your planning because sometimes people with N preference are quite impatient. Mm-hmm. So it's just being clear about what it is that you need in your plan and apply experience to the problem. So what has happened in the past? Because we, because they're so future-oriented, they may not have a preference for looking at the past and just gaining some insight from that. So again, we can see it's all about balance. So if you are going to accommodate cognitive diversity within the team, think about the opposite of how you like to process information. That's why it's really worthwhile you knowing yourself really well mm. yeah so you know when to practice the other side correct. because it may feel uncomfortable and clunky correct and that's okay but you are um, flexing your style okay so that's how we're gathering information let's have a talk let, let's have a look at how we process the information how we make decisions about this information that, that we've gathered and there are two ways again that we uh, make decisions about the information what yet yeah, through the head or the heart or through thinking and feeling are two ways to describe that so if we think about thinking that is about left brain using analysis critiquing analyzing definitely and evaluating so you'll know someone who has a high preference for this type of cognitive behavior is that when they see an issue or a problem they go straight to the problem so if they're looking at a report they see what's not there what's missing what's wrong and sometimes they'll communicate that straight away to someone (laughs) which can create some conflict usually they see in their uh, personality a little bit more impersonal um, and 
tough-minded sometimes because mm. it's very clear what is, I suppose, logical and what is the rationale. Uh, they're very highly competency-based, so it's all around that you know technical ability. And the catchphrase is, is this logical? logical. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the head. Yeah. Now to balance that out is the heart. So this is all about feelings. This is about values and the way that they would evaluate or decide about an issue or a problem is based on how people might be impacted or how they their work personal their, that's right, values, values on something. Terrific. Mm. Uh, can be seen as like, you know, tender and warm-hearted. Yeah, so, and they usually look for the best answer for all involved, whereas the thinker would look for the right answer, and that's, that's the, the distinction. And feelers actually step into a situation, mm. whereas the thinkers, they will stand back back from a situation and look at objectively whereas feelers will actually step in and and sometimes they're quite empathic they can actually start to feel what someone else is feeling what they tend to forget is to step back and make a decision based on what they actually need so now that people have got a description about the different ways that people will make a judgment about the information they've taken in what are some tips that we can give some managers to balance out that in their team so that they are accommodating the diverse ways, the two diverse ways that we've identified here about how people are going to make judgments about that information? And, and decision making. Yeah. And I suppose, you know, this is where as a manager is to articulate your process so people know and have a little bit of buy-in for it. So for... Uh, if I was a manager wanting to make a decision, I would have a look at obviously the facts. Then I would start into, so this is analysing. So what does this situation mean? And look at it objectively. So don't go into opinion yet. Go into that factual um, situation and be quite objective. Setting a criteria or a standard I think is really important too. So people are looking and making a decision based on this criteria. This is the outcome that we that we want to head towards, so how do we do that? That's right. So if you're looking at the facts, then to balance that out, it is what are the interpersonal elements of this you know, problem that you're trying to solve? And importantly, what are the impacts on people? So you've got the facts and the data and this is the goal we want to save, you know, x dollars and then you balance it up so how do we get involved so that's a interpersonal involvement with the group and what is the impact going to be on people so you see that you're balancing head heart and that could be a really easy way to remember that am, am i balancing head and heart mm. you know people and tasks task, that's right in this decision making mm. And as a manager, if we are more explicit in our process and what we're actually aiming for, people are going to buy in to that process more because I think it's the skill and sometimes when you're introducing something, it might feel a little bit clunky, but mm-hmm. the more and more you practice it and, and articulate what you're doing and the reason why you're doing it, you're going to have team members buy into that situation and you will come up with um, higher quality decisions as a result of that. It may take a little bit longer to reach an agreement or a decision, but the quality will be so much more enhanced because of that. Is there anything else that we want to give people um, tips about? Oh, tell them about the, the, the quote. Oh, okay. So General George S. Patterson, quote, if everyone is thinking the same thing, someone's not thinking at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And 
you know, one of the questions is, is there any times that we couldn't or shouldn't apply this head and heart? I say no. No, no, I know. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It sort of doesn't make any sense because, you know, if we really are driving for honouring the diversity that exists in the world Mm. into our workplace, Mm. then, yes, we need Mm. to be mindful of the cognitive diversity Mm. and how to accommodate that. Mm. And I've got a micro tip. So for people who are always in their head and it's like, so how do I get out of my head and into my heart and how do I just stop that noise? Stop and drop. So stop thinking and start listening to whatever's around you and drop into your body. That means just start to notice how your body is feeling. And so this is an example of how you can then start to expand this way of dropping into that feeling way of making decisions. Okay, until next time. Ciao, ciao. Bye. You've been listening to the People Leaders Podcast with Michelle and Jan Turkelson. For show notes and other free resources, please visit us at peopleleaderspodcast.com. Do you know someone else who could benefit from cutting-edge leadership and management techniques? Please take a moment to share this and other episodes via your podcast app, email, or social media channels. Each share helps us fulfill our goals of reducing workplace stress and increasing job satisfaction for leaders, managers, and their teams worldwide. The People Leaders Podcast is brought to you by the Experts On Air Podcast Network.